Assalamu alaikum everybody and a very warm welcome to lesson 4 in this little Arabic language walkthrough series that we're doing on the story of Ala al-Din. So, you know, as mentioned, this is lesson 4. Um, the last one that we did was live and we will plan to continue doing that, inshallah. Um, the plan is that maybe every third episode we'll do it live. We'll do a live show for like an hour so we can have lots of Q&A afterwards and stuff as well. So just as a quick introduction before we actually get into the, um, the meat of this lesson, I'll just remind you guys that we are doing a competition and we are going to do a giveaway as well at the end of this series. I think we'll maybe do 15 episodes or something like that. So what are the prizes? The prizes are one of these jumpers one of these mugs and we're going to do you one of these um, Quran Galaxy lamps as well. So we can ship them anywhere in the world, so uh, some little prizes for you as well. Mugs and jumpers, and or you can have a t-shirt if you prefer a t-shirt over a jumper, we can do them in white or we can do them in black. So those are just some giveaways for you guys as well. Um, secondly, we will thank all of the students on the Arabic in 60 Steps program as well because um, they're the ones who make it all happen. Um, those are the students who kind of enroll in the program, they take their, take their Arabic seriously, and um, it's because of them that we can kind of create this as a bonus for the Arabic in 60 Steps program, and we can also make it free and available for all of you guys on YouTube, and those of you who are listening on the podcast as well. And then um, if any of you do want to get involved in the Arabic in 60 Steps program, currently we're full, um, but I will be opening for another cohort in the next couple of days, inshallah, so please do go over to arabicin60steps.com to go and check and see if there are spaces available. I'll also put the link in the description below as well or if you're listening on the podcast it will be in the show notes so that's everything let's jump into it so at the end of the last lesson we ended up with this um this last little bit of poetry and we talked a little bit about kind of how arabic poetry is often organized like this it's often kind of um it's called shi'ar amudi um like column um column poetry um it's usually in two columns um yeah and and, and one of those is called a bait of poetry um each one is called a shatr and that together they make a bait of poetry. Very nice. So let's get into it. So what we'll do in this video is we'll do this paragraph here, and then in the next video we'll do this paragraph, and then we have finished the temheed at that point. We have finished the, the preface or the preface. Um, good, so that's it, and then we're actually getting into the meat of the actual text, inshallah. So let's get into it. So what does it say? I'm gonna highlight it as we go. I always forget to do that. Or actually, I'm, yeah, well, I'm reading this on Google Docs. So, oh, I can highlight it, cool, cool, cool. Uh, okay, here we go. So, let's see if I can highlight this whole line. Well, anyway, here, here's where I'm reading from. I can't seem to highlight the whole thing, but that's where I'm reading from. So, we have the name Ala Uddin. We know who that is. Uh, it is Ala Uddin. Ba'da Mauti Abihi. So, Ba'da after Mauti, the death of Abihi. Um, and that is an Idafa. Quite often in the titles, we end up with Idafa titles. Um, Earlier, I was just looking over the walkthrough that we did of the story of Prophet Huda salam. I don't know if you guys were here for that, but um, it's, it's all available. All 10 episodes of it are available on this YouTube channel. But I was noticing in that, like, all of the titles are all Adafa titles. But anyway, the Adafa title which we have for this particular lesson is After the Death of His Father. So his father is the one who is a um, khayyat. He's a tailor. So let's learn what happens after Mauti Abihi, after the death of his father. So... وَبَعْدَ فَتْرَاتٍ مِنَ الزَّمَنِ So, وَبَعْدَ We've met بَعْدَ in the, um, in the title, so we know what that means. And after فَتْرَ A فَتْرَ is just a period of time. Um, yeah, فَتْرَ and مُدَّ They mean very similar things. Um, it just means a period of time. So, after a فَتْرَ مِنَ الزَّمَنِ After a period of a زَمَن of time. مَرِضَ أَبُوهُ مَرْضًا شَدِيدًا very nice. So, maridha means a verb to become sick. Um, hence, where we get the adjective marid, meaning sick. 
um, and also the word for a nurse, which I believe is a mumarida. Um Good, so maridah. Uh, he became sick. Abuhu mardan shadida. The connoisseurs among you will know that that's what we call a maf'ul mutlaq. Uh, when we use the mustar of a particular verb, plus an adjective, to describe a way in which we're doing the verb. So um, the, exa- the, the famous example that Arabic teachers always give is darabahu, he hit him. Darban shadida, a severe, a severe darb, a severe hitting. But in this case, he became sick, a severe sickness. Marida abuhu mardan shadida. Thumma mata, and then mata, and then he died. Mata is a hollow verb. Um, for those of you who would like to revise it, um, I believe it is. I mean, step ten probably hollow verbs. We do it straight after kana, because kana is obviously a hollow verb. So we do it. Um, so we so we do that after. Or do we do it before? Maybe we do it in step nine, and then Kana and her sisters in step ten, maybe, or maybe I'm getting the wrong way around. Perhaps the students can remind us. Um, but Merta, Yomotu, is a, um, yeah, is a hollow verb. And uh, one thing to bear in mind about um, the verb Merta, Yomotu, um, the mustard of which is moat, the active participle usually, usually catches people out. Um, the fa'il pattern. If we take another hollow verb, like the verb qala, for example, it becomes qa'il. You kind of supplement that weak letter, that elif in the beginning, with a in the middle rather, with a hamza, and it becomes qa'il. But the word ma'it for a dyer or someone who's dead is 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 ma'it isn't the word? Is mayit, um, the plural of which is found in the Quran a number of times. El mayitun, the 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 dead ones. Good. Wahua. Ya'isun min islahi waladihi. So we actually came across this verb ya'isa previously, but it means to kind of um, to to despair at something. Um, yeah, um, yeah, to become desperate about something or to despair at something. And he despaired min islahi waladihi. So he de- he despaired at the at the um, trying to straighten out the islah of his walad. من إصلاح ولده الذي كان يرجو له النجاح والتوفيق. Very nice. So he began to despair, and and he despaired at the straightening out of his son, who كان who was يرجو له. So يرجو له. The verb is راجع, written with an alif طويلة at the end. Actually, a, a tall alif. It's actually for those of you who speak Somali, by the way. There's the verb راجع in Somali, which means to hope for something, and it's the same meaning. So he hoped for him النجاح. ما معنى النجاح؟ النجاح يعني التوفيق. النجاح means توفيق. It means uh, success, really. نجاح directly means success. Tawfiq has a slightly different meaning, which I'll talk about in a second, but you might have heard me in the past talk about um, the fact that I went to a university in Palestine called Jami'atul Najah, the, the Jami'ah, the University of Najah, of success. What Tawfiq? Tawfiq, in my experience, has a little bit more of an abstract meaning. Like you, when you say good luck to people, you say bitawfiq. Um, or even you can make a dua for people and say Allah yawafak. I've heard that lots of times. Um, and it does it does really mean success, but it's um, it's it's, a, it's it means it means success, but it's a little bit more abstract than that. Perhaps from just the context of those two, I'll give you those two examples I gave, I'll give you a bit more of an idea of its of its nuance. Walam yatruk Mustafa al Khayyat, Mustafa al Khayyat. That that's the name of his father. So walam yatruk, and he did not leave. Li zawjihi wa waladihi illa dukana huwa sagir. 
So he did not leave Lizaujihi for his spouse, Wawaladihi, and his son, or his boy, illa dukkanahu, except his dukkan. Sorry about that clicking, by the way, it's the pen, that's just a habit that I have. Anyway, so he only leaves, um, he only leaves the dukkan, he only leaves his shop. What kind of a shop is it? It's dukkanahu asarir, his small shop. Wara'at tilkum al-armala. You don't see the term al-armala very much. But anyway, um, ra'at, um, make a note here actually, I'll highlight it. The word ra'at, because ra'at is from the verb ra'a. It's not always exactly easy to recognize that sometimes. I mean, the verb ra'a is really Arabic's only real irregular verb, because in that case, ra'a, we've actually lost the elif maqsura entirely, right? Ra'a is usually written ra, elif with a hamza, and then elif maqsura. Um, yeah, but in this case, we've completely lost it. So we just have ra'at. Um, good. Um, yeah. Um, so this this armala. What is an armala? Well, I'll read the explanation that um, that the author gives, then I'll just tell you what it means. So it's a mar'atu, al mar'atu lati mata zawjuha. So it's a mar'atu, al uh, who has mata, died, Zawjuha, her husband or her spouse, so it's a widow, right? It's a person whose spouse has died. Um, where are we? So anyway, so we have Anna Waladaha, but but it's the the Anna is kind of referring back to the Ra'at. It's like she saw that Waladaha, and then in brackets Alauddin, because that's who it's referring to. Len yakhlufa, good. So Len is how we make verbs negative in the future, it's saying he will not do something. Yakhluf. So khalafa, yakhlufu, means to succeed, but not in a succeed in a najah sense, in a success sense, rather to succeed um, as in to come after. Um, hence where we get the term um, khalifatun from. Um, a khalifa means a successor. Often, you know, in kind of our Islamic studies, we kind of get confused and maybe think it's like a leader. You know, we think it's the leader of the Muslims, it's the khalifa. But it's not really, it's the one who is the successor, who's the one who's come after who has succeeded the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in his um, role as the, um, you know, as the Khalifa. Um, khalifa, as well, just, just whilst we're on that route, um, the, the name Khalifa, um, it's one of these names which, um, it has a Ta'marbuta on the end, but it's a masculine name. There's a few, Usama, Hamza, there's a few of these masculine names, or Abayda, I believe is a masculine name. Believe it is anyway. Um, although you don't get many Ubaidas anymore. Never heard of or met an Ubaidah in my life. Anyway. Okay, so Ra'at an Waladaha. She saw that her son Alauddin Len Yakhluf Abahu fi Sina'atihi. He will not succeed his father in his Sina'a, in his trade. Good. Limailihi ilal Batalati wallaibi. Good. So Limailihi. There's a few things going on here. There's Li. I'm going to highlight it if I can. There's le, male, and then the he on the end. So your male is your tendency or your inclination to do something. So le male he is sort of because of his inclination towards al-batala wal-la'ib. Al-batala wal-la'ib is just mean, it's just silliness. Yeah, al-batala, you know, messing around or whatever, you know, in being involved in idle tasks, wal-la'ib, and, and messing around and playing. Literally from the verb la'iba to play. فَبَاعَةِ الدُّكَانَ 
So she saw the verb ba'a in the present tense yabiru dukan, the shop. So she sold the shop. وظلت تقطاتو تقطاتو بثمنه مدة طويلة حتى أنفقت كل ما عندها من النقود. Very nice. وظلت تقطات تقطات. So she continued. She continued the consuming the taqtat bithamanihi. So the the thaman means the price of something um, or the value of something. That there is another term sir, um mean, means the, the price of something. You can say kamasir. You know, in, in a shop, or whatever kamasir. What is the price? But thaman, I've never heard it used in that context in like a colloquial context. Thaman. It does have a um, it does have an elative though. Ethmen. Um, the term ethmen is something to be more valuable, but anyway, so she con- so she continued to consume. This verb valla means to continue to do something or to carry on. So she carried on consuming its worth, muddaten tawilaten, a long mudda. You notice as well, actually, I mentioned the term when we when we talked about fetra, meaning like a period of time, and mudda, meaning a period of time as well, and those two mean essentially the same thing. Um, yeah, so so a period of time, just like a fetra, tawila, for a long time. So she sold the family assets, basically, and she lives off that. Hatta anfaqat kullama indaha. Hatta until anfaqat. Anfaqa. Good. This is, a, this is a term just meaning to spend, right? Anfaqa, it's a form for verb, anfaqa. Um, and it's used in the Quran a number of times. The reason why I was kind of... Um, thinking was I was trying to trying to recall an ayah, um, yeah, of how people maybe spend in the way of Allah or something like that. I know I have wayun fiquna, the amwalihim or something like that in my head. But but anyway, it means to spend, right? So she spends kulla, meaning a fatah on the end because it's the object is what she's spending. Kulla ma indaha, all of that which is with her, all of that which she has, minan of money, minan Nukud is a plural. There's a number of different words for, for money. I mean, you know, in, in Palestine at university, we call it musari, musari for money. Or if you're in um, Egypt, you probably call it, what do they call it? Fulus. Fulus, I think, originally really means like pennies, but fulus is what it is. But, but a, a, a fosih term is nukud. Specifically for like coins, though, is what it sounds like. It's um, something that I really benefited from traveling in Arab countries is I learned the numbers so well by, you know, by learning the different currencies and stuff. I noticed, right, like, so in Jordan, they use dinars, I believe, right? So the students who went to Jordan, dinar has a plural, dinar, right? So if you're using the numbers between three and ten, all of the students who went to Jordan, they knew the numbers really well because they'd all heard people using the numbers three to ten and the plural, dinar, but then all the other but then all the other numbers with just dinar, right? So, like, they knew that. They got that down, the students who went there. But us who went to Palestine, they use shekel, the term shekel, for whatever number. Khams shekel, you know, elf shekel, um, mid shekel, any amount of shekel, it's always shekel. If you use the plural shawakil, you, you don't really mean, you don't mean shekels, you, you, you mean, like, coins. If you say andak shawakil, what you really mean is, like, if you've got change, you've got coins. But anyway... So, um, yeah, Nukud, Masari, Fulus, and uh, 
that's it for this lesson. I hope you've enjoyed it. I don't believe it's been a long one today, but uh, I think it has been very beneficial, inshallah. Um, so in the next lesson, what we will be doing is we will complete this last paragraph here that I'm showing you. Um, we will complete all of that in the next lesson, inshallah. Um, if you have any questions or any comments, please put them in the description below. And actually, I don't actually believe I outlined what you need to do to be entered to win yourself a jumper or t-shirt, a mug and a day, um, a Qur'an galaxy lamp. So what you do have to do is you have to comment on every single one of the videos. You have to like and share all of the videos as well. And you have to subscribe to the channel too. So that's everything for this video. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you come back next week and I'll see you then. Assalamu alaikum.